<laughs> oh, this is so fabulous. Ain't nothing like getting together with family and having a good meal. Oh, please take this bowl. It's hot. I am hungry. My damn, Sherman. It's like we don't see your ass no more. Good to see you, son. Yeah, Sherman. You think you two Joe College good to spend a little time with your family every now and then? Well, I've been real busy with my research. I don't want no potatoes. You know mashed potatoes give me gas. In my day, Sherman, people used to spend time with their family on Sundays and special occasions. Come around and pay their respects. You mess around and mess all the earnest golden years, magic golden years, and you're going to be mad at yourself. That's your nephew. Oh, baby's got a little gas. <laughs> What you talking about covering your plates? Don't, not the night, Cletus. I'll kick your ass. Sherman, I cooked all this food. Is that all you gonna hey, eat? Hey, 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 what's wrong with you, boy? You're supposed to eat that thing, not scalp it. The old uh, calories in the chicken are found in the skin and in the fat, so I... What you talking about where all the fat and calories is? You know where that come from? Watching that damn TV. Every time you turn it on, somebody got something talking about some lose weight, get healthy, get in shape. Everybody looking on anorexic, talking about that's healthy. I know what healthy is. And to tell you something else, I don't know why everybody trying to lose weight in the first place. Ain't everybody supposed to be the same size? We all supposed to be different. Big, small, medium, midgets. You supposed to have all that. I don't know what it is everybody trying to be the same size. Like that, that Oprah Winfrey. She gonna lose her weight. Wasn't nothing wrong with Oprah. She was fine. Oprah was a fox. She gonna lose all that weight, her head looking all big, skin hanging all off her. And that Luther Vandross, nigga was the black Pavarotti. Lost all that weight, looking all ashy. Oprah <laughs> and Luther need to keep their ass one way, cause I'm confused. Yes, I hope nothing's wrong with Oprah. She doesn't look real. Ain't nothing wrong with Oprah. I seen Oprah on hard copy last week. Was a picture of health. Got her a tall, young, strong gentleman named Stedman. So handsome. She's my favorite out of all of them. Jenny Jones, Marilyn Kagan, Maury Povich, Letterman, Leno, Montel, Ricky Lake, Mike Douglas. Oh, Mike Douglas. You know, Mike Douglas used to make me moist when I watch his show. I would get, I omit it, I would get moist when I'd watch his show. Only white man ever did that to me was Mike Douglas. I'd like to volunteer to take this old bird out of her misery. Don't you dare say something like that about mom. No, no, no. Hold on. You ain't got to protect me from Cletus. Come on, Cletus. Come on. Come over here. Come ain't nothing but a short walk. Come over. You're going to limp back. You'll walk over. But you're limping back. Don't, don't let the gray hair fool you. I ain't no easy win, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you are stupid. <laughs> you are stupid, man. Why did you think this? <laughs> Because it's relevant. I love that's that why. shirt. Oh, uh, God. That whole scene was hilarious with the yeah. mom singing Amazing Grace in the background. And then the part two, Miss Purdy. Carla. Carla. Carla Purdy. Right. <laughs> yes. That, that movie was hilarious, but... Um, hilarious. And I was too young to be watching it at the time that I first saw it. But hey. <laughs> you know? It's a family film. <laughs> but I guess, you know, one of the things we all can relate to is... Dinner with family. Mm -hmm. Sitting around a table. However that looks. I thought you were going to be like, be yourself. I was like, yes, Eric. <laughs> but yes, dinner with family. Sorry, I'm not that deep. <laughs> not tonight. Well, not yet. I don't know. But um, hilarious movie. Shout out to Eddie Murphy playing all those different roles. All the roles, yeah. You know, one of his movies, Norbit, I 
have always been a fan of, thought it was hilarious, but that movie didn't get a, a lot of play. It didn't. I didn't think it was all that funny. There were some <laughs> moments where, oh my goodness, the funniest part of Norbit when like Rasputin went away and he was like, Bitch, Oh yeah, down in the basement. <laughs> Because she wanted him to, to clean the basement. And then you're going to clean the attic. But we don't have an attic, Respucia. Well, you going to build a goddamn attic, Norbit, and then clean it. Yo, when he was whispering like the ice fell, can <laughs> you imagine? Have you ever done that? Well, and then he also, remember when he was like, this is an evil house. <laughs> Yo. Yo. I don't know. Maybe you. Maybe it was funny than what you. I don't know. You just. I think you're. No, those two moments. <laughs> he liked the movie. Uh, <laughs> those two moments had me cackling. That's so, when she went up and got in the in the bathtub and all the water ran out. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, some people were low key offended by that movie though. Um, why? Because and I think like that's why he didn't do a second one because there was some talk about doing a part two, but oh. that kind of fell to the wayside. Why but, were they upset? Um. I really, I don't know. I really, I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think, I think a lot of people just had problems with this, um, what they consider to be an exaggeration of a black girl from the ghetto. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't even think of that. Um, but I don't know about you, but I have seen, witnessed, and come across some respuches. Like, that's a real person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but that was back in the day. I wonder if now would that be something that, you know, people would be a little more open to. But I think Eddie Murphy has moved way past number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so have we. Welcome yes. to another week. Yes. <laughs> of the Hung Up Podcast, guys. Yes, where you can be Jenny Jones, Marilyn Kagan. Yeah. <laughs> or you could be a bitch. <laughs> 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 Yes, but we will never <laughs> hang up on you. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Eric, and you can find me at E Dante Cole on Twitter and on Instagram. Yes, and hey, chickens, I am P Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P R Y A N. You can find the both of us at Hungapod, H U N G P P O D, on Instagram. What'd you say? H U N G. P-O... Wait. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Now I feel like your parent. How do you spell it? How do you spell it? We done worked all night trying to work it on your spelling. How do you spell it, It's the alcohol. (laughs) This... We not going to say what the sponsor is yet. H-U-N-G-P-P-O-D. Eric. What? (laughs) H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. You better spell it right. Yes. I was missing the up in the middle. I was about to grab my belt. You, you know, know why? Because me. somebody took our name. Somebody took our fucking name. We talked about this. Fuck them. <laughs> like, there are these two. So for those of you who don't know, because this is a transparent podcast, there are these two white boys who completely colonized our names and are also the Hung Up Podcast and now talk about sports. But fuck them. They get no praise. Don't even go to them on iTunes because <laughs> this is the one and only Hung, Hung Up Pod. Pie. And Loki, we can colonize somebody else because there was one before us. <laughs> We're just the one that counts. It is what it is. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. So don't forget to rate and review us. Yes, on iTunes and um, on SoundCloud. Please don't forget to comment us and.
Email us. Yes. <laughs> and hung what up, is it? Pod at gmail.com. H U N G U P P O D. At gmail.com. Listen, it only takes a little reinforcement. Listen, the sponsor tonight, all I'm not saying it is Hennessy. <laughs> yes, the sponsor is Hennessy. Well, for me, it's Hennessy <clears throat> with a splash of Jack whiskey and apple juice. Um, Plus or minus a little red that Eric wanted me to taste. So, hey, we got many sponsors tonight. Why? Because it's the Thanksgiving episode, Hope. <laughs> <laughs> so nice to see family. Yes. All the family. We got the aunties, the uncles, all of them <laughs> sponsoring us today. But, yeah, it is the Thanksgiving episode. And yes, so yeah. we're just going to play this a little differently. Like, as our, our usual shows go, it's a lot of check-in and hung pop and hung music and this that and the other but we're gonna frame everything in what we're thankful for so me and eric are gonna play a little game where we just go back and forth and give you little pieces of our regular format but in the vein of i am thankful for okay cool so how do you want to start off Um, me you i don't know you always give me this fucking option i don't know Who, who do you want to go first i'll start okay um this week i'm Thankful for the concert. I went to go see Black um, last week, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. And I was thankful because it was just a good time with friends. This was a group of friends that um, I really don't hang out with, so this was just kind of nice to be in a um, different group, and we had a good time. Uh, Sabrina Claudio and Sayeri the Kid did not show up. Mm-hmm. We were expecting them to come out, but... It was still a great show. I certainly left being um, a bigger fan of Black's music and also just kind of understanding his his art a little bit better. So it was, it was, it was nice. It was yeah. nice. It was kind of like a short set, but I was thankful for the experience. Yeah. My turn? Yep. <laughs> well, first, bitch, I'm thankful that my mic's fucking working. Okay? <laughs> because last week, even though my mic was working, the devil attacked our show. Oh. And you heard me singing in the background. <laughs> okay? It was so weird for me because, like, my voice was so projected. And mine was like, <laughs> can, can y'all hear me now? Right, right. It was a mess. But that's not my real check-in. I mean, or <laughs> not even check-in, but that's not my real... <laughs> thanks first or my first thanks um i'm really thankful for god Mm -hmm. and like the way he shows that like things will always work out um when you feel like they won't right right Mm -hmm. and so i said i wasn't going to ever share this story on the podcast until something happened and that thing happened so here we are um as you all know this season of my life is has not been the easiest right um specifically when it comes to even though i'm doing good work at school like as far as externship goes and like providing therapy and shit like school is not easy and it has not been a a fun ride and from the jump so my first year of this doctoral program um I thought life was kind of going to be a breeze like i thought i was going to get acclimated to the program i was only taking Um, I believe, like, a social psych course. I was only taking a stats course. Um, And I was just like, okay, this is going to be fine because I took stats in my master's program for public health, and it was lit. And social psych, you know, I just got to read the textbook and show up. And literally, I felt like, even though that was what I came in to, my actual experience was kind of just like, 
from day number one, I was getting attacked. So with my social site course, on the first project that we had, which was like a test, a midterm, I got accused of plagiarism and failed the test, right? It turned out that the teacher was looking at my test like online. It was like an online submission. So she was looking at it in a weird format. So it like wound up getting cleared up and she realized I didn't plagiarize shit. But that was a complete blow to like my confidence, right? Because I was just like, how, like, why are you assuming that I'm plagiarizing? Is it because I'm like the only black male in the entire five to seven years of the program? Like, and what, like, what is going on? Do you really on? think I came this far, far to plagiarize? To plagiarize? Like, yeah. come on. So that was a blow to my confidence. <laughs> blow number two, which I think was the biggest blow and the like longest lasting, was the fact that like I had come from a master's program where my statistics in my statistics class I got an A. My project to get my that's master's impressive. In you got an A health. in stats. Yeah, that's what's up. My project to get my degree in public health in my master's program was a statistics project, right? So I thought like. I got this in the bag. Like, stats is going to be a no-brainer. I wound up getting a C in the stats course. And while grade-wise, like, oh, okay, you got a C. Not the best, but not, like, the worst. My program is set up in the way where you need a B to pass (laughs) every course. So, essentially... This must have been your master's. Or your current program? My current program. Okay, got you. So, you need a B to pass the course. And I wound up getting a C. A C plus, but still a C, right? Um, And so I did not pass the course my first year, first semester. And that was not only a blow to my confidence, but it was like a blow to my trajectory because it set me back a whole year. Like when people ask how many more years do you have left or how many years do you have in the program, I say six because that five-year program that I was expecting to have turned into six years because of that course. And so since then, I'm now a third year, I've been like, I've been excited that I've been able to progress, but at the same time, every class that I go into, I carry this insecurity of, well, what if I get a C again? That's literally the end of my academic career, right? Or what if, like, I get accused of plagiarism again? Like, that fucks me up, right? And what if it's somebody who doesn't realize that they're formatting or the way that they're reading the exam is incorrect? Like, so I'm always carrying this kind of, like, imposter syndrome and this insecurity and this, like, uncertainty about where I am in the program. And so my program is set up in the way where like there's a couple competency exams that you have to take and you know to halfway through passing like one of the competencies you get like a master's and then you continue with your dissertation and you get the doctorate. So the years have gone by. I've gotten past the the stats thing. I took stats again and wound up getting an A. So maybe this was a reflection of myself mm-hmm. or just I don't know what it was. I'm still kind of like getting over it. But um, I passed my first competency and then it came to my second one, right? The way the second competency is set up is that you have to take in a client and basically do an intake. I'm not really going to go into what an intake is, but it's basically interviewing the client, seeing why they've come in um, to seek treatment, and then writing a report on it. Now, when you turn it in, it's supposed to take about a month to get back to you, right? And you find out if you pass, you fail, whatever. In the history of students turning in this report, when you pass, a lot of students have usually gotten it like two weeks to three weeks, right? When it's taken like a month to two months to three months, 
it's kind of an indication that you failed because when you fail one, it goes to another reader and then it goes to another and then they figure out whether or not you pass the report. I hope all of this is making sense. I got a client who was kind of like the worst case client that you could ever get. This client um, did not have English as its first language and then we, as, yeah, his or her first language and we didn't have an interpreter. So I was just trying to figure out like, what was going on with the client. This client also carried like other baggage on top of language, which made it really hard to conceptualize what they were going through. But I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna try my best. Everybody was like freaking out saying, you know, I wouldn't wish this on you, but that's just how the chips fell. I wrote my report, I sent it in. It's going on five weeks that I have not received my report, right? And so, we're in November. I sent my report in early October. I'm just like, what's going on? You know, did I fail? And is this the end of the road for me? Da 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 da. Today, I was at work. I got an email, and the email said that not only did I pass, but I passed with no revisions. And like, I started shaking. And I was just like, in this season of Thanksgiving, I was not only just so thankful, but I was just reassured in some ways. So first of all, not everybody's path is going to be easy and simple and kind of just like cut dry. This is how you go through the process, right? There's a reason why my academic path is now six years instead of five. There is a reason why I got a C in stats when you know, I maybe could have done better the first time around. There is a reason why I had to wait five weeks instead of like the instead of like the short amount of time other people had to wait to get their scores back. There, there is mm -hmm. a reason why all of these things happen. And mm -hmm. so like, this has taught me to kind of just like trust the processes. I literally have just an overwhelming fountain of gratitude. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't even know what to say. I'm grateful. Yeah. And at the end of this summer, because I passed my second competency, I will be a master's clinician. So I'll have two masters under my belt. I'll be halfway through my program. I'll be on my way to becoming that therapist that I want to be. I'll be living out the purpose. And like this announcement that I got, that I passed the competency is just like, it's opened so many doors already that I can like I can see the end mark, right? I can see the change in like my employment and financial situation based on the fact that I'm about to have a master's in psych. So it's like, I don't know, I'm grateful. I hope all of this made sense. I'm just rambling, I feel, but it is what it is. I'm thankful. That's the first thing I'm thankful for, for <laughs> real, for real. That's awesome. And congrats for coming out of that with an A in stats, retaking that class and Yeah. Had to have, because if I had gotten another C, guess what? I would be Patrick be done, right? MPH, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, and there's nothing wrong with There's that. nothing wrong, because Loki, lots of people are living great lives with a uh, master's Well, I mean, that's what you are now, right? Until you until you get the, the doctorate. Yeah. Like, that's, that's just what it is. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed my transparency. Because <laughs> bitches are struggling. So when you know it, when I get that doctorate, you'll know there'll be a praise in my feet and there will be a reason that I'm praising so hard. Because it hasn't been easy. These three years have been shit, it feels like. And then also add in fuck niggas and like pledging and just trying to present my best self when I don't feel like my best self at all. I'm grateful to even just be in this spot and in this position. I really am.
Nice. Your turn. <laughs> this um, won't be sentimental throughout, I'm sure. What's the next thing? I'm, I'll just say that I'm grateful for family. Mm. Um, being here in Philly, um, I always feel that distance from my family. And I also just feel like a lot of my identity and who I am is like back home. Mm. Um, and in a way, it's just kind of like a part of me that, you know, my friends here, the people I know here, they kind of, except for a few, some, some, some of my friends here have actually like spent time with me in my, like going back home or spent time, met my father, met my mom. But for the most part, that is just like a part of my life that really no one here gets to really experience. So the thing about it, though, is that that's a really big part of my identity. Mm. Um, it's just been really tough um, on the family. We've just experienced a lot of loss. Mm. And, you know, it started... <clears throat> A few years ago when I lost both of my brothers and then like from there like we the family just has um, experienced a lot of loss um, I a cousin just really close people in the family um, and I'm just really just thankful for family because it's just taught me so much and being away and not home that's a that's a whole experience in and of itself. When you still are going through the emotions and the processes that family is going through, when the family experiences something, but the only difference is that you're not with family. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. away, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So even when my brothers died, my grieving process, when I was home during that period of time, I was taking care of my dad. I was taking care of, you know, funeral arrangements. Like, I was handling stuff. Yeah. I grieved on my way back up 95. I grieved when I got to Philly and I was in my apartment by myself. You know what I mean? Like, all of, a, a lot of that time I spent, um, you know, by myself. Um, but some of that time I also spent with people here in Philly. And again, like, as an extension of my, my family back home. I'm just really grateful for family. Um... We go through a lot, all of us, in our work circles, our social spaces, dating, um, relationships, marriages, the whole nine. So I think family is just so important because it, it's what roots us. Mm. And I think at the end of the day, like for me, it's just really important um, to hear my dad's voice a couple times a week. It's important for me to you know, talk to my mom and hear her voice, um, especially because I'm not there. Yeah. So I'm just really grateful for family. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing a lot of us, <laughs> say, where I, won't, I won't say all of us, but a lot of us can definitely say we're thankful for family because they pull us through, we pull them through. We're all in the same boat. <laughs> yes, sir. Your turn. I am thankful for friendship, especially the friends that you make your family so mm -hmm. we came up with this game based off of like an event that happened this past weekend where we had bros giving i wish we had a y'all should see I literally should. patrick right now <laughs> <laughs> like 
the shimmy. Okay. But we had bros there, and it was so much fun. There was so much good food, so it much was. good drinks, really so much good, good people. It was amazing. It and was. like, I'm. <clears throat> Again, the food was good. We just have to put Let this back. Everybody put their foot in everybody the dish that they bought. Okay? something, and it was so good. To go plates were popping. And so <laughs> <laughs> it was, but it was just so good to have everyone there and all the people that we wanted there didn't necessarily show up right so there are other friends that we consider family um in in the unit that we're talking about but like just to enjoy that night and to really solidify the and show that we've solidified the bonds that we have with like these people we kind of met in like a year's time right like you yeah. and i have just met in like a little bit over a year's time yeah. It was just a good feeling. I left on such a high, and it really carried me through this next week into Thanksgiving. So I have to acknowledge you all and just let you know I love you. That's so awesome. And you're right that the bros giving that we had um, did set the stage for this conversation Mm -hmm. because Patrick and I felt that it was important to just take time to acknowledge. Yes. You know? Like grandma said, come around and pay our respects. Yeah, okay. pay my respects. <laughs> That's to what y'all. people used to okay. do back in the day. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Okay, your turn. Okay. Um, I am thankful for, I have to acknowledge, um, you know, just where I'm at. And with that, I have to acknowledge God, obviously, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the force, (laughs) the backbone, you know, how it even can be, how it existed, how it happened, how I got through, how I got over. (laughs) How I got over. (laughs) It's just God. So, you know, I'm just thankful that my faith just was not, you know, it was unwavering Mm -hmm. and... Really, it got stronger. And, you know, everything that I've been through has gotten me to this particular moment where I'm talking with you <laughs> and recording this podcast. So I'm, I'm thankful for it. Um, within the past couple of years, I've been able to get MED <laughs> at the end of my name and... Also, what? <laughs> Masters in education. <laughs> you said every day. I was like, man, you're a medical doctor. That's why I had to say masters in education. <laughs> because I get that sometimes. People ask me, you a doctor? <laughs> nah. <laughs> masters in education. I've been able to get a new job at a great institution. Um, a really big come up from where I came from. Mm-hmm. Coming out of just some bullshit. Um one day we may, we, we probably will have a conversation about past jobs and we won't name names, but we can talk about experiences. I'll name those and, names. And um, it was toxic. <laughs> it was depressing. Yeah. You know, so just to come out of that into something even better, that was a come up. To move into this space, um, everything. I'm just thankful for where I'm at. And I think it's important that we take the time to acknowledge ourselves and pat ourselves on the back. So, nice. Good job, Eric. Good job, Eric. <laughs> Cute. 
So I'm going to turn up the ratchet meter. I am thankful that Whitney was not alive to hear Christina sing. <laughs> Did you hear it? I think she still heard it. That's the unfortunate <laughs> part. <laughs> that... <laughs> Christina she, Aggie. Yo, what took me out were the parts where Christina was just like, yeah, you know. Like, you know what she was <laughs> Because it reminded me of in church when the person knows that they chose a song to sing that was not in their range. So after a while, they just give up and it's like, ah, yeah. Ah, everybody. <laughs> like, I thought she was at least going to blow it up on, I'm every woman. That probably would have been a better song for her to perform. But she performed that, right? Oh, but, she did? Yeah. Because I didn't like, see the whole thing. That was thing. the last song, but I feel like after all of that, like, singing from the back of her throat, <laughs> she could not manage. So she was just like, are you every woman audience? Whitney, the greatest alive. I'm like, sis, first of all, what was the budget for the AMAs in that performance? How did she get called? Okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't. I probably saw like seventy five percent of the AMAs, and I do not recall. I remember seeing like clips, and of course, like social media was dragging mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera. I tweeted it. But and I, I was didn't like, "That's how it sounded when the Hennessy hits." I didn't. I didn't see the whole thing. It was a mess. Apparently, like she sang Whitney when she was younger, and she did a good job. But that's not her today. Her she can't even sing her own songs and do a good job. So, how's she gonna sing Whitney? If you were in production and in casting, who would you choose to sing Whitney? Damn, that's really difficult. J- Jennifer Hudson was the first person that came to mind yes. because yes, it's yes. she has the the vocal range and she also has the vocal power. <laughs> she can project her voice. I mean, we all know that J Hud sometimes can do a little bit much <laughs> for us on the mic, but <laughs> that was the first person to reference her mind. Prince tribute. <laughs> 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 what about you like wh- who would you put in that category so that on, that? on the getting grown podcast my takia my takia because mm. i just love her so much i'm obsessed she What's mentioned up, hey takia girl <laughs> dr kia um she mentioned amber patrice riley from glee yes oh yes 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 yes, yes that yes. is it okay yeah. Yeah, yeah. Young lady who played Effie White in London <laughs> or in Europe. She did that. That was a good one. Um, who else? People were saying Brandy, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, no. why? Mm-mm. I don't see why? that. Why would you ever say that? I don't see that, but we've heard Brandy do Whitney songs before, haven't we, in the past? Hasn't she? I have not. Okay. Which one? I'll look it up on YouTube, though. Okay. Maybe we'll use it to end the show. We'll see. Brandy covering Whitney. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she has the torch. <clears throat> No, who else else would be a good fit? Are there any men who would be a good fit for a Whitney tribute? Mm, No. Um, Let me think. Oh, CeeLo Green would probably tear up saving all my love for you. I like CeeLo. Okay. Has it? Did he change? I think he changed his name. To what? I don't think it's CeeLo Green anymore. What? I thought that was his real name. (laughs) What is it now? No, I think didn't, but you know he he's changed it a few times. A change, a change <laughs> has come over, CeeLo. You got me looking up, looking it up now. 
Oh yeah, Narles Barley Barkley is what he goes by now. Bitch, no, Narles Barkley was his group. CeeLo Green was a part of Narles Barkley. Okay. Oh, you're right. That was a duo. <laughs> Who was the other person? I don't know. But put them both on there and have them do a Whitney tribute. Deborah Cox, where was she? She's always <laughs> covering a Whitney song, and she could have done same script, different pass. Okay? <laughs> or different cast. Deborah has a really powerful voice. Tamia. Oh, yes, Miss Tamia. Yes. Yes. But I'm yes. trying to think of another male. Uh, what do you think about Tank? Tank does sing. He sings. Yes. What um, song would he sing, though? Because, you know, Whitney has some key changes and all. But if he took it down. I could see Tank doing... Um, what was the name of the song? Uh, not your baby tonight. Oh, I'm your baby tonight? I, yes, Ooh, I'm your baby tonight. Yes. Don't do it. I, I could see Tank song. doing that. I would, I would like to hear him on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cute. Cute, cute, cute. I love that. What about the song she did from Preacher's Wife? Who could you see doing that song? Which one? Which um, song? I Believe in You. Oh, okay. Because I thought you were going to say, um, Joy to the World. Everybody say Joy! <laughs> I was like, okay, or that. Man. Okay, well, there <laughs> we go. No, Kiara Shear. Ah, okay. Nice. Or even Karen. Okay, or both. You know Karen. <laughs> She can do anything. She can do so much. <laughs> Karen she can do anything. She can just do the most. <laughs> <laughs> do anything in the most. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Absolutely. We should have been in charge of the AMA tribute. That would have been cute. Yeah. And shout out to Diana Ross. Shout out to the queen, Diana, the boss, Diana Ross. I thought that was a decent tribute, and I really enjoyed Alessia Cara. Is that how I, I pronounce her name? Yes. Yes. Um, the texture of her voice is everything. Did you hear her little EP? Bench, I went to Spotify and looked it up. Okay, good. good, 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 good. <laughs> After that performance, yeah. I was just like, I gotta get into her because I heard her on um, that that song. It's like one eight hundred. What is it? One. It's. <laughs> I sound crazy. How? Do you know <laughs> the name of the song? I'm trying. It's like it's 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 a number. Um, it's about suicide. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, but in my classes, we watch a lot of 13 Reasons Why. I don't know if... 1-800-273-8255. I think that's the number to the hot suicide hotline, too. I think. What's that got to do with music? I don't know. It's a song. It's a really popular song. Oh, my goodness. By this guy named Logic. And that's like the, the first rapper? Time. And Alessa is in that song. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Alessia? She's in this song. Alessia is in that song. Can I do, like, five seconds? She's in this song, and that's that's kind of like, I was like, yo, I've heard her voice before. This song, you've heard this. Uh -uh. Well, she's in this, and when I heard her perform on the AMAs, I was like, yo, that voice sounds familiar because she has a voice like that, right? That you could probably pick out of a crowd. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, shout out to her. Nice. Nice. <laughs> All right, your turn. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for Tristan, my dog. He certainly is my best friend. Um, I'm really thankful for Tristan, really, because Tristan, he's seven now, and I've had him since he was about seven months or six. I think you have to wait. You, you have to wait some time. You can't get them right away. You can't get newborn dogs? Dogs. They have to, like, um, they have to be fed by their mother. Oh, I didn't know that. They have to be um, 
why can't I think of the word? <laughs> but anyway, you can't get them immediately, and they're, they don't even open their eyes until after, I don't know, a few weeks or something. Wow. So as soon as he, as soon as I could get him, I got him. <laughs> Low-key, y'all. He was a present for my ex. <laughs> I bought him as a present, and I took him back when the relationship ended. I did not let wow. my ex depart with him. Petty, petty. <laughs> but it was also... <laughs> petty, petty, you got so petty on him. Yes, you did. Um, but I just, I, I do love Tristan, and he has really been there for me. Like, he, he's just been there for me. Hmm. Moments. Nice. A lot of moments that folks have not been able to see. Um, Tristan has just always been a good friend, a great companion, um, no matter how stressful along my day was this little nigga is always super excited to see me when I come home and no matter what mood I'm in that always like makes me feel good you're giving me Michael Jackson and Bubbles what's the song he sang? I don't know yes we do didn't Bubbles die? I don't know I don't live with them (laughs) (laughs) did he die? I thought he was at the estate Still? I don't know. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> if anybody knows about bubbles, feel free to email us at hungoutpod at gmail.com. I'm yes. trying to look it up. You're looking at bubbles? Michael Jackson and bubbles. Goodbye. <laughs> so I will wow, say... Wow, there's a porcelain sculpture of it. I don't know what I'm thankful for. What else am I thankful for? I am thankful that Housewives of Atlanta is still on, even though it's boring <laughs> as all get out. Is it not, has it not been boring you? Did you watch last week? I don't think so. Me either, because I was bored, right? And I did homework instead. Maybe, I'm trying to remember. I, we, we've gone through this the past three episodes where you really have to like refresh my memory. Yeah. Um, beyond the really the first episode. You don't know what's going on? I don't know what's going on. Um, but it's also been just like really busy. Like I, There are days that I come home and I don't even turn on my TV. That's real. You know, because it's been such a long day and... You know, I just don't get a chance to after I, you know, cook dinner or eat. I don't always cook. Um, but, yeah. Well, I heard in this last episode, I'm about to watch it when I go home tonight after I season this food for Thanksgiving. Nice. That Sheree um, it was trying to throw a party for her mama, but was having problems doing that. You know, Sheree is always having problems when she's trying to get a project done. What's wrong oh, with her? Shit. She don't have the spirit of efficiency. Mm. Okay? From Chateau Sheree. To her mama's party. It's just a fail. And I, I think it's interesting that this season, now she's throwing her mama a party, when a couple seasons back, she had her mama in them overalls and undyed hair, looking crazy on national TV. A couple of seasons back, you had everybody coming up to the front door at that picnic folk table. <laughs> Say, well, I saw grass. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm a visit? Sticks? Sheree, we support you, girl, but you gotta, you've been acting up, okay? You have been acting up for many years. Never seasons. land. Okay? When it becomes Chateau Sheree, I'm gonna call, call it Chateau, Chateau Sheree. Sheree. <laughs> <laughs> Nini, we love you, girl. Now, there's a lot of housewife news going on. Apparently, Kenya Moore was found out in Barbados visiting a, fert- a fertility clinic for IVF treatment. So She was out where? At a fertility clinic. But my thing is, why isn't this on the show, bitch? Even though she just went November 16th, so I guess it wouldn't be on the show now. But it's like, damn, like, this is juice. Their lives outside of the show is juicier than their lives inside the show. 
Yeah, Mona not gonna have that. Not for too much longer. Is Mona really in charge of the housewives? Oh, you know what? Or is it just Amy? Oh, my bad. My bad, yes. Because she's in charge of Escape. Which we can talk about, okay? So, she went all the way to Bar... Is there... Do you know if there's a reason why she went all the way down there? I have no idea. Like, that was my question, too. Like, why would you go to Barbados for IVF treatment when there are some great IVF doctors in the States? Is it another thing that she's doing to, like, get away from the housewives' cameras? Hmm. She seems pretty adamant not to film things that comes to her relationship. But then my thing is like, why are you on the show? Because this shit is juicy to find that to find out that you've had you have a husband now. You guys are going through the like IVF thing, IVF thing, and I understand maybe the privacy is because it could also cause a lot of stress if she lets it onto the public and may hinder her from having a baby. But I feel like why you got a peach. I feel like it's the opposite effect when you see people, um, you know, flaunty their relationships on Instagram, but then we don't really see anything when they break up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same thing. Like, you spent the last, like, how many seasons? Like, your storyline every season is, I want to get married, I want to have children. And when you finally have the opportunity to do that, you don't want to film? It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. And so, like, why are you on the show? Give that peach to somebody else. And she just might, because guess who is pregnant on the show? Eva Marcio, she's become a new housewife. She really? was dating like the mayor of Atlanta or somebody trying to be mayor of Atlanta. And apparently she's now pregnant with her boyfriend, um, Michael Sterling. Now, mm. catch this team. The drama with Eva on the show is that Shamia Morton, who should have had her peach, okay? Because Shamia's been bringing the drama. And Eva's young. She's 33. She's 33. But yeah. you know she was a full lesbian? Or maybe she still is. You know, oh. lesbians and gays can have children now. Okay? <laughs> That's going to be capable. my ministry. It's so weird when you have to remind people yeah. that... But, like, don't let the child fool you. I still love dick. <laughs> I just wanted a kid. We're not aliens. Like, we still okay. have genitals. <laughs> I can still be fruitful and multiply, huh? Okay? <laughs> but, yeah, shout out to Eva. Um, she is pregnant. I'm excited to see her debut on The Housewives. Other housewife news. She must. She well. It looks like she already has one child. So this. Oh, she be, does. This will be child number two. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, shout out to her. Phaedra yeah, Park. Apparently. Okay. So yeah, she Kevin McCall. She is a. Who is Kevin McCall? Her first child. Marcel gave birth to her first child and McCall's second daughter. So she. It seems like she's had a couple of children. No, it's like her first child and his second daughter. So it's like, that's her baby number one, but that's his baby number two. So she only has had one child. <laughs> I'm glad that we can sit here and do the math. Okay? We are doing the math. We are doing the work for you. We are y'all. doing the work. Okay, Kevin McCall. It's Kevin McCall. Okay, cool. <laughs> I wouldn't say he was cute, but He hey. is fine. You think so? Maybe just not my, my jazz. Not my He's jam. He's 32 as well. Well, shout out to him. Guess who's modeling, bitch? Who? Phaedra. She's modeling. Modeling she, what? Phaedra Parks got signed to Wilhelmina Models. Kevin McCall looked like a straight nigga. Sorry. Well, a straight man and a lesbian. I mean, that works. No, I just mean like hood. Oh. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> no, nah, but you, maybe it was just that one picture. Oh my I gosh, had to Google he, his oh my images. Goodness, he's a Q. Is he? And these he other is. pictures of him. Oh my goodness. I think I I'm. I think he's attractive. Oh, I think I'm a little moist. 
Okay, that's I fine. think he's a little. So I'm interested. He's to gorgeous. I've I've played baby. myself. His Wikipedia picture was not it, but everything I, else I is it. I really did. Nice. Oh my gosh. He's something else. Cute. He is something else. Well, if Eva can, you know, taste both sides, Kevin, you can too, and I'm ready. Does he model? Shit. I don't know. My bad. Let's move on. Yes. Let's. <laughs> what else you got Phaedra for Phaedra Remodeling. She's out here with For who? who is she? I just said Wilhelmina Models. Oh. She is a Wilhelmina model. And she says that she wants women to embrace themselves. and blah, You know, I really don't give a fuck about Phaedra. Like, her pictures, there was a couple pictures that look cute. This one with her mouth open. I don't know what she was doing with that. But... Shout out to you, girl. Tell Willamini I said, hey. Miss Phaedra Parks. Yep. Phaedra. Yeah, with the with the mouth open. Um, Looks a mess. And she's like sitting in, she, in the chair. She, mm-hmm. Her outfit looks nice. I, I, just, I just feel like her facial expression is wrong. This could have actually been a, a fire ass picture. Yeah. You for know, she might be on ANTM. She's not looking you that be on top? bad. I see little body snatched up. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, shout out to her. She got to do something. She's not on the show. She got to get a check. She don't got a peach, so she needs to grab this modeling she gig. Hey, I'm not mad. Check. I'm not mad at it at all. The Phaedra used to do uh, modeling back in the day? Is she returning to something I don't think new? so. Not in Athens, Georgia. I'm just wondering if those are recent, because she looked good. No, those are recent. Okay. She looks great. Yeah, she that looks one good. picture looks horrible, but the other two look amazing. Green dress, and then the one with the uh, blue jeans, and the, uh, what is this, a halter top? I don't know. Yeah. Um, your turn. What are you thankful for? I am thankful for... time yes oprah tell me more (laughs) (sighs) i don't think we realize how much time influences our lives our personalities our goals our ambitions the things we do that we don't do And it's just like a lot of people are, it's like the race against time. Because at the end of the day, what we all know is certain is that time is not unlimited. Yeah. Right? Unless you choose to live again. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But, you know, while we're here, you know, on this earth and um, especially like setting like career goals, I think even with that, it's just like time. And when we talk about, like even when you were talking about your program, when I was talking about my program, it was all about this is how many years I've been doing this. Like we equate everything to time. We, we wanna know how old people are. We wanna know how long people have been doing things and how long people have been friends and how long have people been dating and you know how long have you known this person? And it's just like, everything is just like time. So, I appreciate it because it really, um, I feel like it slows down when mm-hmm. you need to be slowed down. Yeah. Um, I remember when my brothers died, it was just time for me, like, stop. Like, the world just stopped. Everything else was, everybody else was still going. 
but for me. So it's also just interesting to see just like what our experiences are with time. You know, me and you are sitting across from each other having this conversation, but we could be, depending on what's going on in our lives, we can be in two different dimensions. You know what I mean? Like, yes. time is just, it's just crazy. And I think it's just really interesting. Like, when did time start? Like, who even started the clock? Like, how do we really know that it's 1056? You know what I mean? How do mm-hmm. we know today is November 22nd? We don't. We, we look oh, at we the calendar. Those. You yeah. know, we have um, yearly resolutions. We, we are constantly looking at the calendar. We're scheduling things. We always have to be somewhere by a certain time. Everything, time, can, it's the master of everything. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when you can master time, you know, and just kind of like, and I, and I think that's really just being more in touch with God and um, understanding. And I think a lot of us, it would benefit a lot of us if we just slowed down. A lot of us are going nowhere fast. I, I see it a lot on the road. When people are driving, like, where are you going? It's a red light. Like, <laughs> people are just constantly in a rush. I, I yeah. saw a girl tonight almost literally got hit by a car. And I kind of, it shocked me because I was at the front. I was, I was right there. Um, and I almost saw, and she almost got hit by a car. She had to move. This lady almost ran her over. Going, where are you going so quickly? You know what I mean? Like, just slow down, y'all. Slow down. Breathe. <laughs> I mean, this is all stuff that me and Pat, Patrick and I talk about on the show all the time. Like, just take your time. Breathe. Yeah. It's okay. So, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for knowing that. You know what I mean? It's, I'm constantly a work in progress, but just being aware of it. I'm just, I'm thankful for that. Mm. I feel that. I really do. Your turn. All right. Um, <laughs> I am thankful for, we, I touched on this a lot or like a couple times throughout this, these shows, but like, I'm thankful for the opportunity to evolve and to grow. I feel like while 2018 or, oh my goodness, am I living in the future, bitch? While well, 2017... <laughs> Evolved thought. <laughs> 2017 has been truly one of the roughest years that I've ever experienced in my, in my life, if not the roughest. It's also been the year where I have been forced to really get to know me. I have been forced to understand who I am, what I want, how I will interact with people, um, and also accept, accept the fact that I am continuously growing and I won't stop growing until I'm dead right Mm -hmm. and getting to that understanding getting to that realization has just made so many of my interactions easier it has made so many of my experiences more manageable and I'm just really grateful for that because in the past situations would shift people would shift and I would completely not know what to do but Mm. In realizing that I'm an evolving being, I'm also realizing that other people will evolve, other people will change, situations will change off the fly, and we're all just kind of moving and growing and cycling together. So, but at different paces, right? At different, absolutely. Isn't that just like it's kind of like a phenomenon, yeah. really? And that's the, I think the key one, right? So like you understand it's all different paces. So when yeah. you see that somebody may not be moving at the pace that you want them, or you're not moving at the pace that somebody wants you to. You can still be at peace with that. And just still be like, okay. 
And isn't that a beautiful thing when you're at peace with knowing where you're at and being okay with other people not being okay? Because mm-hmm. people, there, people, there are going to be people who are not okay with where you're at. Yeah, they're going to either want you to be somewhere else, or they're going to want you to be below them. Yeah, you but know then you I mean? have to realize what does their desire of wanting you to be somewhere like? What does that have to do with you? Not a not a thing. Not a thing. And that's powerful too when you realize that other people's shit has nothing to do with you. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't that fit in the four agreements? It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Mind my business. That's the added. Mind my business. So it I was. I will speak don't assume, impeccably. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't assume. Don't take things don't personally, take anything personally. And do your best. Do your best. Your best may not be some, what else, what other people perceive to be the best for you. And it changes that's from fine. moment to moment sometimes. Because when you mind your business, mm-hmm. <laughs> your best is the best. You're doing your best. Yeah. And and sometimes this, you know. So yeah. I feel like we're kind of interweaving the hung pot. Are we? Yeah. So if I could just take a moment um, and just pay respects. And rest the hung in music. Peace. I'm sorry? And the hung music. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace to actress Della Reese. Yes. We love you. We miss you. Um, and I just want to read... A, um, a little something that uh, Instagram account, because of them, you guys should check them out, uh, posted a really nice post. Um, and it says, rest in power to legendary singer and actress Della Reese, who passed away in her California home on Sunday night. She was 86 years old. Reese started blazing her own trail in the entertainment industry early in life as she started working with gospel legend Mahalia Jackson's group at age 13. Two years later, at 15, Reese graduated from high school and began her studies at Wayne State University as a psychology major. She then went on to pursue her music career full-time, landing her signature hit, Don't You Know, in 1959. By 1969, Reese became the nation's first African-American woman to host a variety television show. Her TV show, Della, had 100, y'all, 167 episodes and ran from 1969 to 1970. It ultimately paved the way for Oprah Winfrey to become the first African-American woman to host a nationally syndicated talk show 17 years later. So, come on, we got to pay respect, y'all. Reese also became the first black woman to guest host The Tonight Show starring uh, Johnny Carson. Hashtag, because of them, we can. And that's real. Yeah. So, I was really sad when I saw that. My heart was heavy. But... She lived a very full life yeah. where she touched so many people, and mm-hmm. we will miss you. But we were touched by that. Angel. We were touched. We were. Oh my god! My okay. mom used to make me watch that show. Okay, that was a Saturday night family program. When you all okay, <laughs> <laughs> right after Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. Yes, don't play me. Okay. I watched both growing yes. up because <laughs> Doctor Quinn didn't play. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Wow, both of those shows. Della was everything. Wasn't that around the time where, like, Texas Ranger? Walker, was, Texas Ranger? Walk, that yes, came on at 9 o'clock. Came, yeah, yes. all of that. Dr. Quinn, Medicine yep. Woman, Touched by an Angel, then Rocker, Texas Ranger. Yes. That was... <laughs> the 90s, we gotta do a tribute. We to have to show. do a 90s episode. Because the 90s brought treasure, okay? So much with television and music. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> In addition to... Della Riso. Yes. Also, we speak his name and we give him so much honor. Earl Hyman. Yes. Known as Grandpa. Yes. Huxtable. Yes. <laughs> right? But he was so much more. 
Yeah. He was in The Defenders. He was in All My Children. He has a catalog on Broadway like none other. Yeah. Amazing. A gem. I mean, really. And so he... um, He was 91. I was going to ask. Yes. 91. So he too lived such a full life. And I think... Did when you the, mention um, the Cosby show? He was Cliff's father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, he was okay. Grandpa Huxtable. Yes, 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 yes. But okay, like, in okay. addition to just like mourning these people and also acknowledging all that they've done, I think they serve as an example that we too can do all that we want. Della Reese, you mentioned, because of was a we psych can. major, so she had her education, but she also decided to pursue her passion full time. It was a trailblazer. Regardless of what's going on in this world, how dare we not do the exact? same thing how dare we not identify what our passions are and just go for them head first and fully like you know just like these people were out here destined to be great mm. we were destined to be great in our own right so let's stop playing and it's we have living proof and that you can do everything proof you know from people who are maybe are not here anymore but mm-hmm. still their work lives on it's possible you know mm-hmm. you can do it and there's so many levels to that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not always about having your name up in lights. Maybe that's not what your calling is. Yeah. You know what I mean? What you know, whatever your passion is, you know, that's it, we could we can literally do it. We it's the things that we tell ourselves. Yeah. Literally, it's the stuff that we tell ourselves mm-hmm. and we will not do something. Let that ego go, y'all. Let it go. Speaking of people passing, um, while we acknowledge the dead, what we're not going to do is let y'all kill the living, okay? Leave Aretha Franklin alone. Did you hear this rumor over the week that Aretha Franklin... uh, I can't even talk. (laughs) Aretha Franklin passed? No, I did not hear that. Twitter tried to kill her this week. Oh, my God. And first of all, my heart kind of shook a little bit because I thought she was really dead, bitch. (laughs) She came out. She was like, no, Aretha is alive and well. Okay. Now she may be mean and surly, but she deserves to live until the Lord carries her home. <laughs> mean as <Okay>? a snake. <laughs> she is mean as a snake. Y'all have y'all ever seen the Twitter um, thread of all the mean things Aretha has done in the music industry? I I feel like I I need to go back and see that because she I've, was I've so heard of nasty it, but... and so rude not only to other artists but to her own family. And the only person who got her in check was who? Luther Vandross, because it takes a queen to get the queen in check. Okay. <laughs> Luther, we speak your name. And we're here to carry out the legacy of Shade. Uh, <laughs> last ones. I Eric, just what say, are you thankful for? Um, I'm thankful for the culture. Mm. I'm thankful for my black people. Always. I am thankful for my black men. I'm thankful for my black women. Um, I am really here for y'all. Yeah. Patrick and I both, and I really, I really hope that we could only be so grateful to continue to use this platform to um, speak and use our voices um, to connect with you all. It's all out of love. Um, and, you know, every day, I'm kind of, I, I like to observe. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm walking to the train, whether I'm on the train heading to work, whether I'm, you know, walking, you know, from my office going to lunch, whether I'm driving my car, I like I, I really like to observe like other people and I see y'all. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us we see each other. You know what I mean? Yes, yes we, <laughs> we see each other. We see each other. Yes. 
um, the struggle, the grind. You know what I mean? You see the dad walking with the with the babies, and it warms your heart, and you know that he's you know being responsible or hope. You know that <laughs> that's a consistent behavior. You yeah. know what I mean? You see the mom by herself walking, you know, with the kids, like in the grocery store, handling her business, going to school. You know what I mean? Like we see us like in the workplaces being overpaid. Um, mm, we wish. I being wish. Being overlooked Who and underpaid. Me? You know what I mean? <laughs> being being accused of being aggressive and hard to work with when we speak up. Yeah. Constantly being held down and not allowed to progress into these more like, you know, quote unquote privileged spaces um, where they keep black and brown people out. So I'm just really here for us. Our, you know, what we've gone through, our ancestors have really um, just prepared us for the, you know, the things that we are up against, but we have a lot of power too, y'all. Mm-hmm. And I just want y'all to remember that and remind, and, and you really have to tell yourself over and over. And I believe, you know, when you tell yourself something over and over again, you start to believe it. Words have power, you yeah. know. We've yeah. talked about that. You know, start telling yourself that you're powerful, that, you know, like Patrick was saying, that you can accomplish the things that you really want to accomplish that you're afraid to step out and do. You know, tell yourself that you can, you know, walk in your truth and be who you are in your social spaces at work or in your family and not feel ashamed. Um, You know, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So speaking of the culture, I don't know if you heard, but our boy Spike Lee um, has turned the movie she's got to have it into a netflix series yes he did um it's going to be a 10 episode series and um the rolling stone actually posted a really um in-depth article um yesterday where they interviewed um spike lee to really talk to him about the who the what's the why's and the wins so you guys can check it out i just wanted to throw that in there um and really Going back to what I was saying about, you know, just appreciating the culture. I, I appreciate the art and when we can tell our stories. And from what I'm what I understand from this article is that Spike Lee, you know, this this is gonna take place in the same neighborhood. Um, but this time it's gonna be the neighborhood is dealing with issues that are more prominent to today. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's not going to be the same. Um, she's got to have it theme. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. <laughs> um, but the issues are going to be more. You know, he even mentioned like Trump. Like it's it's present. Nice, I'm excited. So it'll be kind of interesting to see um, the music. You know that he incorporates into this because you know he 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 does that. Um, he actually. Credited, credits his wife, Tanya Lee Lewis. He nice. said it was her idea. Um, to she, 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 He said that she just had a gut feeling that this would work on TV and this is something that our people need right now. So nice. come on now, y'all. Y'all out here doing it for the culture. So we will be waiting. And again, it will be uh, airing on Netflix. Good I'm not sure when, but you guys can look out for it. All right, I'll end off by saying I am thankful, and I'm sure you are too, Eric, for Beyonce. (laughs) She dethroned Taylor Swift as the Forbes highest paid woman in music, right? Rightfully so. And rightfully so, okay? Yeah. Because the Bible says it. The righteous (laughs) will inherit the kingdom. 
Okay? That's and it. Beyonce, you took it. Coming in at 105 million. Okay? And I'm pretty sure... So she earned 105 million this year. So that's not her even, like, worth. Okay? Mm-hmm. Girl, if you just have two to slide over here, you don't know the damage you would do. Okay? Appreciate you, Beyonce. <laughs> Pray for Countess Vaughn. She's acting up, but we don't have time for that. She looks crazy Also, Evelyn Braxton, <laughs> are you concerned about your daughter or are you doing press releases? I'm not here to, you know, make assertions. I'm just here to ask questions. Yes. So, <laughs> this has been another episode. Or what? What you trying to do? Oh, hang up or hang up? Well, I was going to just... Um, we can do it. Real quick, you guys. Um, don't forget... Don't forget... To check out iDante. Yes. <laughs> on Spotify. I recently added Lemon with Riri and N-E-R-D. Yeah. Skywalker with Miguel. Um, Pills and Automobiles <laughs> with Chris Brown and Yogati. Perfect with Dave E. So you guys, check out iDante on Spotify. And shout out to Tony Braxton. Her new song, Deadwood, is... Nice. nice. I like but it. But it's no love should have brought you, brought you home. You know what? Night. To that point. I thought you were gonna join in. That's you should have been with me. Yes, what? Should have been right by my side. Baby, baby if you can't yes, you anything rich. for me. Then love <laughs> should have brought you to me. The face. <laughs> you were saying, I'm sorry. I feel like there's two versions of that song because I feel like of the Deadwood song. I feel like the first, the first time I heard Deadwood, it was giving me that feeling. I'm like, oh damn, you know, she's taking us back to the old school Tony, and I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. But then when I listened to the track on Spotify, I felt like I was listening to a, a different song. Maybe I'm going crazy. I don't know. You guys, let us know <laughs> if there's two versions of this song. Um, but yeah. Nice. Are you hung up or hanging up on anyone? Okay. Let's do a joint do you, one. Do you want to do a joint one? Yeah, because I feel like we're both just hung up on this season of things. Like, from the top of this year... Straight up. Before we even started the show and during, like, we've talked about just, like, an attitude of gratitude. And I think yeah. that is what has carried us to November 22nd. And so... Yeah. Can't wait to just continue that into 2018. And can't wait to end the rest of the year. With that attitude of gratitude. Yes, we are. Despite the struggle. Despite the struggle, but we embrace the struggle. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and you, you really have sometimes. to. Yeah. <laughs> we just you, won't make it. You really, you really have to and not let life happen to us. Make life happen. Yeah. You know? So, shout out to all y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Yeah, cute, Have cute. a safe and wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And next week, we're going to come back with some good, good shit, because we'll be back in our regular flow. <laughs> but, you know, bitches is tired, and I have to season some chicken, turkey, and some ham. So, hey, <laughs> this is another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Yes, find us both on Instagram and Twitter at Hungapod. That's H U N G U P. Ah, yes. <laughs> it almost happened to you. It almost happened. I'm proud of you, Eric. You got that smelling together. <laughs> After like five tries. <laughs> you said H U N G P P. What? <laughs>
<laughs> but also find us on Facebook at <laughs> facebook.com slash hunguppod. Thank you guys so much for the outreach that you've already done and engagement. It's great. I and the it. ratings and the emails. You guys are awesome. Yeah. We'll see oh, wait, you next where week. Where can they rate us and email us? You can rate us on iTunes. Well, no, it's actually a podcast app. Apple Podcasts. Apple yeah. Podcasts app. Um, you can also rate us on Google Play. No. Yeah, you can. Yes. I think you can. Yes. And then you can also comment on SoundCloud. Yes. And then email us, boo boos. We want some fucking emails. Like, tell us what you think and stop texting us. <laughs> <laughs> they go still text. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because, you know, some communication. Until we get, enough. I feel like until we get to, I guess, a certain point, like, yeah. whatever. And we'll we take it. Talk about that certain point because we got some news coming up. We've been sitting on an egg for a minute. We but, have. Well, we're not going to tell you until. <laughs> let's not tell them until like the first episode in the new, new year. year. Yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, email us at hunguppod at gmail.com. Peace out, y'all. Bye. <laughs> These Ivorians are returning home. The home they left to seek a better life in Europe. On their way, many suffered unimaginable horrors and abuse at the hands of smugglers in Libya. 155 migrants were repatriated to Abidjan on Monday, each with a story to tell. And what they're telling is, slavery is real. They sell men in Libya, even 15-year-olds. They're in a car, armed, they kidnap you, sell you for one or two hundred dinars, and then others resell you. That's the truth. It was prison. They take you, they tell you to pay money. If you don't pay, you stay in prison. When you pay, they free you. But then, someone else takes you. Their accounts confirm the images of African migrants being auctioned off in Libya in a recent TV report. It sent shockwaves through the world. But it didn't come as a surprise to the people working here. It's an open secret. Many people knew what was going on in Libya. We've talked about the abuse of migrants, women in particular, time and again in our awareness-raising campaigns in Ivory Coast. We're trying to tell people in our country that it's time to open our eyes and see that the tragedies of irregular migration are not just the deaths. There are other tragedies, too. No to slavery, they chant. News of the slave auction sparked protests outside the Libyan embassies in Paris and across Africa. Libya is a migration hub not far from Europe, with some 700,000 migrants within its borders. It's a lawless place where exploitation is rife, and the revelations have brought more international scrutiny upon it. Including from the United Nations Secretary General, who condemned the human rights abuses. I abhor these appalling acts and call upon all competent authorities to investigate these activities without delay and to bring the perpetrators to justice. Libyan authorities have launched a formal investigation, but for many, it's too late. <laughs>